Hello, I hope you're doing well and are ready to take this journey with me into this explanation that I'm going to give about the seeking of the self and why at the core of the spiritual path, that's what we're looking for. I want to first put into context a couple of things that are probably having different definitions and meanings out in what we call the spiritual community, just general term for what we see out there in terms of information and people talking about these uh, approaches or different approaches to knowing uh, reality and understanding it. And it's that spiritual seeking can be described in many ways. Um, I'm going to describe it simply as the seeking of the self because at the core of it is that that's what we're looking for. Spiritual seeking is about knowing yourself. This is in contrast with some of the definitions out there that may be simply knowing the nature of reality or knowing more about uh, my origins as a soul and all of these kinds of avenues that exist for exploration. I simply call them explorations of phenomenon that exist out there. And so that is objective experience. And in especially in our age right now because of the internet we have a massive massive amount of information available to us to start consuming and digesting and i want to first bring it back a little bit in history to know that this confusion has always been around and i mean the confusion of thinking that we're looking in experience in um, objective experience, we're looking for the self and we're going to find it there. This is why in the past people used to go through arduous process of initiation and of learning the specific yogas and philosophies and all, all these endeavors have been because of an attempt to try to find that which they were seeking in practices and exercises in uh, lifestyles or simply in a way of um, progress which is really the word that we're looking for people thought of progress as being the the main way into which to achieve this uh, this knowledge gnosis the knowing of the self and so the confusion has always been around and depending on the time of the the era in general we would find all kinds of different approaches they have always varied however the mystics have always prevailed in the same method which is directing your attention to the source of your being in essence even mystics had to use different language because of one their particular language and two their religious language because that's, those are the words that were available to them. So they use that language to point to the direction of yourself, of the inner silence, of that which simply is. No matter if it was from Japan all the way to the Western world, um, we would find that there is a pointing into the self because from the self is where everything emanates. But now something interesting happened um, that is more familiar to us in recent years 
is that we have repressed the knowledge of spirituality for a long time. One, because of religion, and second, most recently, because of science. Science has become a belief system in which we repress the idea that there is something else. So there is even a bigger repression, whereas in the past there used to be the repression of the religious system at the moment, the time and the space that, where it was. And that repression of the, the religious system at least had a, a way into worship and say, yes, there is, there is actually a God. There is something beyond this reality. But in recent years, especially for the past 200 and so years, we have been subscribing more and more to a view of reality that is the materialistic model, which means that there is absolutely nothing beyond matter. And let's ignore the fact that 96% or more of the universe is unaccounted for because we cannot measure it. We simply call it dark energy slash matter. However, this uh, belief system of science has um, confound things more. It's a big obstacle. And I speak from one old uh, nihilist who literally thought that there was nothing beyond the physical existence and everything else was just pseudoscience. So I am a survivor of that belief system. And now I decided to take my investigation all the way to what is worth which is the self and the results will amaze you. <laughs> uh, but going back to this repression, uh, this repression has caused, of course, a big pressure into the spiritual need of humanity. And this sort of exploded in the Western world around the 60s and 70s when there was a, uh, bring, uh, a, a bringing of other belief systems, religions and spiritualities. And that's why we have the hippie movement and so on. And this brought into our planet what is called New Age. Now, the important element that I want to point out here for the um, for the practicality of the person listening to this is that we used to have a repression as to what reality was. There was only one religion and that's what it says or uh, science. So pick your poison. And then there was this explosion that no, there is more out there and we have been denying it and it's occult and it's obscure, but we're bringing it out. That is new age. Now this explosion that has happened has created a new investigation into that which has been repressed all this time in favor of a control system that is science and the new control system. Um, correct myself. <laughs> well, there are both control systems is what I wanted to say, both the control system of religion and now the control system of science, uh, perhaps even in, uh, without its own fault, it's just simply a strong belief that there is uh, nothing but matter. But this explosion has caused a new investigation into all this new metaphysical phenomenon. And when we dive into that, we also call it the spiritual path. 
we are in a spiritual path because I am learning more about the energetics of myself. This is fascinating stuff, but is equal to the fascinating material uh, investigation that we have done for 200, 300 years. So what I'm saying here is that there is a explosion of knowledge and information that should not have been kept hidden and now humanity is exploring it tremendously, thoroughly, with chakra system and uh, female and male energies and how that plays out in society and uh, how we have the control system, which is a male energy. And all these things are being part of the new exploration. And while this is a necessary part of our evolution as a whole, I find that it confuses a lot of people in spiritual seeking when we define it as the desire to know the self. I simply call it distractions, obstacles in the seeker, because the seeker, as Ra says, seeks the one. This one is to be sought. And when we approach the spiritual path from this lens or from this knowledge, then we start to see things differently. Because what we realize is that no matter if we were seeking before in material reality or in the new age, we seek it now in terms of uh, metaphysical phenomenon, visions, astral projections, uh, philosophies and belief systems or traditions that speak about these levels of multiple layers of angels and demons and agendas and energies that exist in the universe and so on. All of this, they are the same exploration. It's an exploration of objective phenomenon. Okay, that's what I want to emphasize, that there is a uh, an inherent desire to explore that which is. And that is the exploration of reality. It's something that is completely viable and cannot be stopped. We have to understand that. Our desire to explore reality cannot be stopped because that is the reason why we have experience. However, when the seeker confuses the self with objective phenomenon, something interesting happens, which is what has been happening throughout history and what the mystics have raised their hands and said, that's not the way. What is this? Is what in Buddhism is called dukkha, suffering or rather insatisfaction. I like that word better. Is insatisfaction with reality, with life, with your own self. This is because we are ignoring who we are, you see. So what I see very prevalent in the people that have come to me for guidance and help in this process is that as I was also interested in these uh, objective phenomenon, we bring our attention, our desire to bring happiness to our lives, to uh, shine with the light of um, peace and love, we confuse it with learned experiences. And 
because there is a dynamic that does exist when we engage in learning of more information, which I'll explain in, in a minute. Because of that, we continue to confuse the spiritual path or the knowing. Um, let me just define spiritual path simply as harmonizing your life. That's what I would define it, is bringing more harmony to that which is your life. And I think that um, is the underlying reason why everybody is in a spiritual path, because they have realized that there is something bigger and that they want to live through that one thing that is bigger. The one infinite creator, if you want to put it that way. So what is this uh, dynamic that is happening when we are exploring in objective reality? It's something very simple. We call it satisfaction. We bring satisfaction to the previous insatisfied life that we had because we learn new things about how the universe works. There is a satisfaction. What's truly happening here is that when we are not satisfied with our lives, when we are suffering, there is a compression of the self into saying, uh, I am a limited being. When there is an exploration into new learnings, then there is a relaxation of the self saying, oh, there is something bigger out there and I am a part of that. You see, you can see in the language that there is still a separation there. I am a part of that which is bigger than what I thought I was. And so the contraction relaxes and that relaxation brings a sense of selfhood to the seeker. You see, that is a, a true experience of happiness, peace, and joy. However, because we confused or simply thought that that which brought my relaxation, which was the learning that I was from a specific planet or that I was this or that, it's al it always has to do with the identity of the self. It never has to do with any other thing. There's always a relationship with what I thought I was. So previously contracted, I thought I was limited. I thought I was this unworthy being and so on. When I seek into knowledge, intellectual, conceptual knowledge about reality, and it expands my view, it relaxes myself because I feel myself part of a bigger whole. But this won't last because as any concept, it will come down and normalize into the self. Let's put it as another metal on your uh, on your shoulder where you say I learned this and I know that I am this but that's still not your identity you see and that's why these ups and downs keep occurring see this peaks and valleys of what we call vibration when identity is fixated on uh, specific let's say um, understandings, conceptual understandings, then it will vibrate. It will bring a uh, relaxation and then it will be, bring a, again a contraction. And that's the process that I see that uh, most people are going through because there is no interest in the knowledge of the self. This will continue on because that is um, the nature of how it's always happened. Few people might be interested in the knowledge of who they are 
The reason why this is so difficult for most people is because they are fascinated with objective experience and are directed into the, um, the knowledge of concepts and theories and hypotheses and um, anything that has to do with massaging the intellect in, in the sense of uh, conceptual knowledge. But the mystic path brings you to a different uh, area, which is the knowledge that has nothing to do with, in, with the intellect, with the mind, is the knowledge of being, the simple knowledge of being. And how do we explore this? Well, we go straight into the nature of ourselves. What is it that we are, you see? This is where we find that what we were looking for initially in this relaxation of the contract self, the separate self, this relaxation was simply the liberation, not the acquire, the, uh, the acquisition of new knowledge, it's just that the acquisition of new, of new knowledge relaxed the separate self and the self was shining more purely before it was contracted again. So it wasn't the acquisition per se, the acquisition only relaxed the mind, but we don't need to look for this constant acquisition of knowledge and new experiences, visions and states of mind and uh, new relationships. And all these things are just causing a relaxation of the contracted separate self revealing our true nature for a couple of seconds, hours, days, weeks, or even months, sometimes even years, until um, it goes back into a contracted state. You see, once we know that that relaxation is simply who we are, we start tapping into that relaxation of the mind, and that is what we call meditation, which doesn't have to be in a formal Post, uh, posture for hours or minutes or whatever it is. It's simply the abidance in the self into knowing who you are, that you are this relaxed state and that every other contraction is simply a conditioning of the mind, which is simply part of the process of living. And we, we start living from the true self, not from the contracted separate self, so we dive into the investigation of the self. For In order to do this, we have to leave aside everything. We need to surrender every single idea that we have about ourselves. If we want to truly experience a constant harmony in our lives, that's what we have to do. And that is the biggest challenge for most people because we are fascinated, like I said, with objective experience and thinking that because in the past this has given me a sort of relief, then I will find it again. In I will keep finding, this is the, the core of addiction or simply obsessions with certain things. Could be substances, could be uh, relationships with people or with objects or uh, specific activities that we do. Uh, there's people that spend decades in a 
constant state of separation, but they have practices in which they relax, whether that be yoga or playing a sport or playing video games or meditation even, all these practices are there to relax the mind. But when we're simply fixated into life as a contraction, we think that that's our natural state and that we need to find these things to relax the self. And so in the spiritual path, many find these practices and relationships and events that they go to and uh, videos like this, all these things are trying to bring a relaxation of the mind. Well, it turns out that the nature of yourself is a relaxed mind. Isn't that amazing? That who you truly are is not the mind. So if you can abide in yourself, relaxation is your default mode. Peace starts shining here. And this is why it's so easy to find peace in meditation. Once you are directed to the pure essence of being, you find that this, this state of uh, mind relaxed is peace. Because I, mind activity is a contraction. Now here's the details. Sometimes we hear that you just have to obliterate your mind. Uh, there is no mind in uh, the enlightened being and so on. This is not true. You can have your mind, but your mind is not the master. You are the master of the mind. Not because you want to impose anything, but because uh, the master of uh, written language is paper. Right? That's, there is no written language. It could be in stones, but uh, you get the meaning of it. Paper precedes writing in this sense. I know we can write in a board or something else, but uh, there is always a medium in which uh, it precedes that which is. And you precede the mind. So when you investigate the nature of yourself and you find that you, the real you, is not this mental activity with identities and new ideas of who you are and the new seeking and the new finding and the new understanding and now I know this about myself, now I know this about myself. There is nothing you need to know about yourself but yourself. In other words, there are no qualities in the true self. When you find this, it's a natural state of relaxation. You say, this is it. And all the ideas that I had about myself, which are conditionings, these are the ones that I need to now revisit. So when I talk about the direct path and we go straight into the essence of being, that's what we're doing. We are recognizing that which we are, and then we will listen to our mind tell us the old things that we're used to, the old things that we are accustomed to identifying ourselves with. And so armed, if I can use that word, um, or wielding simply the identity of my true self, which is just this medium in which everything appears, experience appears within myself, then I can go and confront those old conditions that I've had in my mind. And so the deconditioning starts happening automatically. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to engage in another separate self that is going to decondition the old separate self.
You see? And that's why I love simply the power of observation, the power of simply being to bring awareness to every situation in your life, to every uh, problem that you have, to every trauma, to every um, issue that you may have with people, with uh, uh, objects, to activities or anything. Because this applies to everything. And it's all about simply knowing who you are and from there confronting everything else. Because remember, for you to have a problem, you have to have a self. And if that self is a limited being, the problem will persist. As long as the limited being exists, the problem will pers persist. So in the recognition of your true self, you're going to confront the situation and the separate self, not confront them as a sort of um, aggressive behavior, but simply uh, face it, become aware of the problem and the separate self that lives the problem. This is the compassionate absorption of, um, of the, the mental activity, as opposed to the previous rejecting that happened automatically or the attachment to it. There is no aversion nor attachment in this approach, which is not even an approach, is simply who we are. But instead of being associated with a separate self that is living the situation, we are associated with the true self that is simply living the situation. And it's not being affected by it. It doesn't have an idea, it doesn't have an agenda, it doesn't have preference, discriminates or have preferences. It simply is. And there are many misconceptions that come out of this, which is that, ah, if I do that, then I'll stop being um, interested in this or, or wanting to do things. I'm just going to become catatonic and so on. That is not true. What it is true is that your previous uh, neurosis about life will come to an end. And I think that conscious spiritual seeker actually wants that that neurotic approach to life into this is what's happening to me, people are doing this to me, or these things are, all of this dissolves. And that is what we seek in the mystical approach to life. Which again, as Ra says, space-time or space and time have nothing to do with the experiences of the mystical search for unity. Because the seeker seeks the one, and this one is not found in space or time, whether that be physics or metaphysics. And that's what we're fascinated with in this new age. Because again, we have repressed it for so long. We have repressed for so long this knowledge that there is a metaphysical world out there, that there is an infinite amount of experiences that are happening at the same time. Not just this, not just the, the light in space moving because of the stars and it all looks very stagnant. That's only 4% of what we can perceive with our instrumentations. The other 96% is having a ball <laughs> and enjoying is the creator, having all kinds of experiences that are, uh, are not available to the human mind because the human mind is a very specific uh, 
um, band in the spectrum of experience. And there's a reason for that. Imagine if we could see everything, we would need, we would see nothing. <laughs> so we need to be limited. And the more limited we are, the more vivid the experience is, because the more isolated we feel. And that's what creates the separate self, the idea that we are limited. It's a fascinating model. But the important part is that for us to bring this seeking to an end, as I call it, we need to get interested, uh, be interested in who we truly are. And that escapes all kinds of concepts, all kinds of explanations. It's only a guidance that you can have. It's only uh, an exploration that you can make. Nobody can do for you. Nobody can give you instructions for that. There is, a, uh, there is no uh, do-it-yourself type of instruction manual. There is a simply experience. You have to go at, at yourself. But I guarantee you that's what we're looking for, in essence. We're not looking for any objective experience that is going to bring us peace at some point. That's never worked. Thousands of years we have tried, we have developed systems of following these specific uh, uh, patterns of movement and thought and meditation and so on. None of this has worked because it's a completely independent or individual exploration. The one thing that does remain is that is a process of realizing what you are and how you can get there. So you see, this whole process of whatever, however we see it, it's all about seeking the self. It's all about knowing that essence of what we are. And once you tap into that, reality starts to change. Especially us who have been interested in not only the physical reality, but in the metaphysical one as well. We have explored it in so many ways. And in the end, all of this seems dull without knowing who is the knower of this known experience. So when we dive into this, and I can speak of this experientially, everything just becomes a lot more vivid. Everything becomes more beautiful. You understand every single concept of metaphysic from the self, which is not to say that you know everything. It's simply, in fact, you know more that you don't know, <laughs> uh, but you enjoy it so much more because you're there. You're in that position that is not affected by, could this be true? Could this be, you check it in yourself. You are the truth. And so I can speak about this for a while, but that's all I wanted to share today. Again, in this series, I'm going to talk more about these findings of the direct path, which is something that you can find in the description always, uh, which is my method of guiding you through this process of simply knowing who you are and revealing the essence of our nature, which is what we're all looking for. That being said, thank you so much for listening up to here, and I'll see you in the next video.